Hey, I'm working on a Wednesday, they up again the next day. So and so is popping, man. I skip him like Rico, leg day. We have today we, we want to talk about a topic. Actually, several different topics from a guest that has been requested several times. Yeah, um, this guy's been requested more than several times actually we, a bunch of our listeners um they've either done either done business with this guy uh they've been uh you know he's he's helped them figure things out he's uh, planned stuff out for them but um i found it very interesting that we we had d even different age groups we had different age groups asking for him and i think that he brings value to a lot of us entrepreneurs business owners and a lot of these you know uh, us us people in a way that we don't necessarily um, think, but he, in a sense, he kind of saves our butts. Without him, we would go to jail. Yeah, there you go. Without going to jail, you know, it's, and this is all a legal thing. I feel like a lot of times we need to understand that as entrepreneurs, yes, we might be good at one specific thing. Yes, we might be good. I don't know, a good influencer. You might be good at, at selling tacos. You might be good at making candy. You might be good at making beer, but not all the time are we good at the finance side of it. Not all the time are we good at the legal side of it. The majority of us are not good at the legal side of it. Exactly. I know that you, just before we started recording, you shared a story. <laughs> you shared a story, bro. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, we don't think about these things. Um, but I'm definitely excited to pick this guy's brain. Um, I think I think you guys, the listeners, you guys are going to definitely enjoy it. And you're going to see the value and why we need to hire a person like him to help us get our shit together in our business. So without further ado, Rico, who do we have in the house today? We have my boy Memo. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good, bro. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, bro. I feel like you're the uh, kind of like the underground influencer for, for <laughs> business owners, bro. You're like that underground uh, homie that we have. You know what I mean? And uh, I know that you and I, bro, we've talked numerous times. Yes, we have. Back, in, back when you were at the big banks, you Correct. know? I mean, we were both at a, at a big mm -hmm. bank and I remember receiving a call from you. Yeah. Um, you're one of your customers needed help with something. And I remember that, bro. And at first I was like, why is this guy calling me? He's at another bank. What? Uh, but I found it super cool. I found it super cool. I think that's where I learned to, uh, to respect you because I was like, no, this guy's doing the best that he can to get his people the best that he can. You know what I mean? And, and uh, ever since then, we I feel like we had conversations on the phone. Yeah. I have your phone, sa your phone number saved on my phone. Um, we had a few conversations. Uh, you've sent some business over to me. And uh, it's cool to finally meet you, bro. Thank you. Um, I love the excitement. You know, it's six o'clock already. And it's kind of like, wait, uh, are we still hyped up, right? Yeah. But I love the energy. And yes, actually, um, I, I remember that call. Uh, I think we were verifying funds on a check. Yes. We are verifying funds on a check. Yeah, and um, yeah. I did that often because yeah. um, I'm sure you're working for the big bank. You had to verify funds on a check and nobody wanted to give you that answer, right? Oh, of course he not. He called and it's like, oh, well, we can't do that. And I'm like, I don't want to know the business name. I don't want anything. I just want to make sure that we're able to cash this check, right? Right. I built a lot of relationships that way. And I'm not sure if I sent you an email right after, but or if I even sent you an email, but I usually do. Well, I would do that because right. I know that working for a big bank like that, we want to utilize each other's resources. Of course. We need something from each other. Of course. And down the line, be like, hey, I got someone. And then from there, we continue to move on forward, like growing that relation, making those connections. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that was the first time we actually cross paths yeah and i definitely appreciate that bro because i know that we uh in a sense we used each other as uh, resources a few times and then i remember a few years later i heard that you had left you know the big bank and you were doing your own thing which i was super excited about bro i feel like it was something totally different than yeah. banking you know what i mean 
So when I went into banking, I had a life event. So I had to go back to corporate world, right? And from there on, I was like, you know what? I could either go to the investment side, yeah, or go to the business side. Right. I don't want to be. I don't, I don't want to do retail banking. Yeah. I want to do business banking or investment banking. And at that time, you were doing business banking, right? Yeah. So um, I needed to add that to my resume as well. Now I could. I know the ins and outs of a loan. I know how to process a loan. Right. Um, SBA loans, um, credit cards, business credit card. Yeah. All this extra stuff that most people don't really know about. Right. I could utilize that experience. Those year, year and a half that I was at the bank. Right. Now I could, I'm able to apply that. In addition to that, I have all this relationship with the, with bankers. Right. So we're able to work together on these deals. You know, you're a mortgage, so definitely you know how important it is to make sure that everything lines up. So before we even apply for any type of loans, I want to make sure that the financials are in order. Yep. Because a lot of my clients are making good money, but their financials are not in order. Yeah. Before we even consider applying for a specific loan, I know the ins and outs of the bank already. Right. So I know what they're going to look for. There you go. So huge added piece for um for my agency that we're able to use those resources as well. Yeah. So I, I want to know this, bro. And and I feel like we just kind of we just kind of went on a on a on a tangent here, and we kind of went off off uh, off the top. And I feel like a lot of it has to do because again, it's the first time we meet in person, bro. We're just kind of catching up on here. But um, for the people that don't know what you do, bro, tell us like what business do you run? What exactly do you do for business owners? Because I'm hearing that you know a lot, bro. And and when I say that you've been vetted to me by people that I truly respect in business, bro, I I can tell you for sure. I'm not brown nosing here, guys. I I I swear, like. There's people that I respect a lot and I have on a very like a, a, a high level and they they vouch for you, bro. And I'm like, DMs. yeah, bro, they kept, it's those people that kept. And when somebody that you respect in business bugs you about something, they want to hear the voice. You got to do it, bro. So, again, what exactly, bro? What exactly do you do for business? What company do you what's your business name? Let the people know. So Yeah. So the business name is Memo & Co. I run a business consulting agency. So we handle all the any aspects of the business, but we start off with the accounting, right? The most boring piece of our business, but the most important piece of our business, mm -hmm. you know, um, we usually take over their books. We do a financial review of their, uh, their books. Um, some of these guys don't even have, uh, their books in order or don't even have any type of accounting system. Oh, I've seen it, bro. So <laughs> when someone hires us, usually that's why we get hired. Right. So we offer different packages. Uh, there's the introduction, introductory package, middle, and then we have a premium package. Depending on the business needs, we'll be able to design each package individually, right? We pretty much want to handle everything that the business needs financially. Okay. But we have to start getting the actual business financials in order. Of course. Um, we don't do marketing. Um, we outsource all of all of our marketing, um, but we do planning, mm -hmm. and it starts with the accounting, running the day-to-day -day books. We do payroll. Right. We offer merchant service. At the end of the year, we do taxes. Not through my agency. We outsource most of our taxes. And I'll get to that in a little bit why we outsource all of that. But as a business consultant, you're I'm able to push the envelope, right? Be very strategic as far as what type of expenses we could get away with. But as a tax agency, you can't. Mm -hmm. So the tax accountants, the tax professionals can advise you on what to do. Correct. They're more order takers, yes. right? Yes. But as an agency, as a planning agency, we're able to Advice. Push the, push the envelope and advice. In the beginning of the conversation, you said that 
you work with clients that sometimes have a lot of money, but they don't have their financials in order. Why is having your financials in order so important? And the reason I'm asking this question is because we have a lot of listeners that are new in their journey and they're just killing it with their product or their offer in the marketplace. And we have some that are already established. But regardless of whether you're a beginner or maybe you're a little more established, financials are sometimes not even performed by a lot of those companies. Why are financials so important? Taxes. Key. Mm-hmm. Taxes are key. Ooh. So most of our clients, especially right now, uh, January, February, and March, they roll up with this milk crate, right? We put their financials in order. Now they owe Uncle Sam $30,000, dollars dollars $200,000 in taxes. I was like, congratulations, you had a really good year. But congratulations, now you owe Uncle Sam a lot of money. Most of them are like, well, I don't have it. I spend it. So they really have no control of their business. Um, by the time they get to us, it's a little bit too late, right? So they they want to make up expenses. They want to do all this extra stuff that I can't really advise them to do, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why the having your financials looked at, whether it's monthly or quarterly, would help you save a lot of money in taxes. Right. So a lot of these people are going to say, Wow, Memo, that might like that sounds really expensive. Would you say that the cost of investing into someone to manage your finances does that does, does it outweigh the expense that you pay? Yeah. Um, the planning associated with our agency, we want to save that our clients money. We're not going to save you money right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll save you at the end of the year, mm-hmm. maybe in the next 18 months. Mm-hmm. So if they end up hiring us for consulting, we want to make sure that we're adding value to the client. Because if we don't add any value to our client, there's, there's a bookkeeper down the street that could do it for 150 bucks a month. We don't charge $150 a month. Our prices are a lot higher. Um, but we want to make sure that we add value to the business. Right. You know, one thing that I've, I've uh, heard very well, and I've heard this from numerous people, especially people with a lot of money, you're going to hire, um, would you be considered a CPA? Not a CPA. Not a CPA. So what, what would your business title be? consultant? That's okay. that's what it is. So you you would hire you would hire a good business consultant, somebody that's going to advise you exactly what you should do. This business consultant is going to cost you anywhere from fifty thousand to one hundred thousand dollars for a year, right? But guess what? They're going to save you two hundred thousand dollars in your taxes, or maybe not save you, but they're going to help you structure your finances so that you save two hundred thousand dollars. So realistically speaking, you're saving a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So, so I've always been told in business, you got to hire a, a great, you know, a, a, C, a CPA, a great, you know, somebody that's going to help you plan your finances. And I think that's the thing that us as, as business people is, is no matter how small your, your, your company is, I think this is something that you need to start kind of making it a habit from the beginning um, of, of sitting down with somebody that is truly going to bring you value in that sense and is going to help you put your finances in order. Man, I've seen doing mortgages guys, I've seen some. I've seen I've seen bro, I receive <laughs> I <laughs> Oh shit, I'm laughing because it just happened to me last week, man. I I receive profit and loss statements on napkins. Yep. Bro, profit and loss statements on napkins. Like yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like a bank's not going to take that. You need a loan. Like I need a certified P&L. You know what I mean? And if you don't bring me a signed P&L by your your CPA or your business, whatever it is, you know, the person that helps you prepare your taxes or whatever, I need to, I need to, I need, I need you to show me your assets. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like these are the things that I feel like a, a business consultant, a business planner is going to help you, 
you know, square away so that you're not worried at the end or, you know, when things like that come up, like you need a, a business loan, you need a, a personal loan, you need a, a, a mortgage, you need stuff like that. I just feel like they're kind of like that, that backbone for, for your financial side in your business. So listen up, gentlemen, this is, I, I, I honestly been there. I'll be honest with you, Memo. I have been in business for a while now. And in the past, I didn't believe in business consultancy. I didn't believe in a lot of that stuff. I was trying to do like Rico said and do it myself. I was under the impression that you can find all the information on Google and you can. But it's not going to be the right information a lot of the times. And it kicked my ass so hard. And I realized that this year I've been doing e-commerce for a while now. And we're going to go into it as to why, like in terms of business structure, in terms of how you set it up. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer now, bro. I'm a believer. And having a good business consultant can not only save you money, but it can even save you like the legalities. So I'm definitely a believer, guys. And believe me. Memo's going to go pretty deep in, ter in terms of why a business consultant is important in your business. But before we get into the nitty gritty, um, I want to talk about the goodies that you brought us, bro. You brought us some coffee called Casa Azul. Bro, this thing, I just popped it open. What do you think? Well, for starters, I'm wired as fuck right now. <laughs> I feel great. Already, you can tell, bro, I popped this open after the intro. Energy level for me exactly. is always high, bro. I'm always on a boom, boom. I'm high on life. But this, this shit right here, Craig, this shit right here. You know what I mean? Like, no, this is good. Casa Azul Café de Olla. Mi gente, I love coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. I love co I grew up drinking café con bolillo. You know there what I mean? I, 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 that's what Give I grew me. up. So this stuff is great, man. It's a nostalgic, bro. Like a nostalgic. Does it take you back to the FA? Brother, yes, it does. A fucking feeling of like, yeah. ah. And you know what? I want this over ice. I want this over ice, bro. By the way, guys, this is not a paid advertisement. This nah, is just it's not. He just, he just brought us goodies. So, <laughs> I, well, I, brought it, I brought some for us. I know uh, by around this time already a little. Las pilas ya se me bajaron, right? Yeah, so yeah. I need a recharge, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I want to bring the energy as well. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a, definitely a kicker. No, it's dank, bro. It's it's This stuff is really good, actually. So, Casa Azul, you guys. Is this a product you're involved with? Um, It's one of my buddies. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I don't take any credit out of it. Uh, the only credit that I take is... I want to share it with people. Yeah, no, it's really good, bro. So tell your tell your buddy that this stuff is good. That Rico J approves. Millennial mindset approves. Cafe de Oya in Mexico, it's not that popular. Out here, you're like, oh shit, you guys carry Cafe de Oya? Yeah. It's like a oh, hold up, wait, what? You got that? Oh, you got no. It's like it's like when a restaurant or a spot has it, you're like, oh, you got it like that. Oh, we fancy over here, huh? <laughs> That's very true. Good coffee, yeah. I like it. You know, hopefully this guy continues with this project. I hope so. And I mean, I'm gonna have to buy some for my office, bro. There you go, Casa Azul. Slide in the DMs. Yeah, we gotta fill the fridge up. So now let's get back to business, man. So. We brought you here for a very specific reason, actually a lot of different specific reasons. But one thing that we want to talk about is business structure. So we know that Rico has his own individual business. He's a content creator. He also works with a mortgage company. So there's a lot of different ways that he can protect himself. I'm in the e-commerce field and I have a lot of different online stores as well. And uh, setting up the right business structure is a really great way to protect yourself. And this applies to a lot of different businesses. Is it beneficial to set up an LLC right in the beginning of your business versus starting with a, a sole proprietorship? Sole proprietorship. Okay. So let's, uh, one of the main things I want to identify the risk, the risk of the business. You're a trucking company, you own a property, you have kids, you have family. Well, guess what? Owner operators, you're out on the road and no, you're out on the road right now. It's, just, it's been snowing in some mm -hmm. parts of California, well, most of California. Um, it's hailing here in Ventura County. So let's say something does happen, you know, Lord forbid, gets in a car accident, takes out three or four cars, four, three or four families. There's a major lawsuit. Insurance will cover usually about a million dollars. That's what most businesses have, a million dollars of general liability insurance, right? Um, and they decide to sue the company, which is the trucker owner-operator. 
they could take everything, all the assets, all the properties, investment which, accounts, et cetera. Yeah, which means like if, if you're the owner operator, so sole proprietorship. Sole proprietorship. Okay. So I want you guys to take notes here. I need to slow that down for my for my people here real quick. I want you guys to take notes here. If you're a business owner and you're operating a sole proprietorship, okay? If on your tax returns, that motherfucker says sole proprietorship, you need to understand that you, you have 100% of liability, the liability. Liability okay? over everything. In the event that you fuck some shit up, you crash into something. I'm talking to my truck drivers here. If you fuck a car up, and you hurt a family, excuse my language, I don't know how to speak Go any ahead. other way, we're on here. <laughs> um, if you mess something up, you f you hurt a family, they sue you, even after the insurance pays out whatever they pay out, and you own a house, you own a ranch, you own cars, you own whatever it is, they're going to come go after, after your stuff. Personal and, you, and you also said they can also go after investment accounts, investment right? Investment accounts, yeah. Whatever it is, like they, they will do they, what they, they got to do to get your money. They might uh, not be able to tap or like life insurance. Okay. Um, and some of the retirement accounts. Yeah. Okay. So there's anything that's liquid, right? Or it could be liquid soon. They'll go after that. So then, let me ask you this, uh, Memo. Um, in this situation, would you gauge like, let's say, for example, I'm operating on a sole prop. Mm -hmm. Would you gauge okay, what kind of risk do you run on a daily basis? Right. So like, let's say, for example, let's 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 compare this. Do it this way. Mortgage. I'm in the mortgage business. I already know how I have my stuff set up, right? But would it, you would it be smarter to go the sole proprietorship route or the LLC route? You don't assume all the liability. You work for a mortgage company, correct? So one of the deals goes bad. Um, your liability would be just maybe being acting unethical on behalf mm -hmm. of the transaction. Right. So they'll go after the mortgage company. Okay. They could pull your license away. That's it. There's not major risk to you. It's correct. more of a risk to the mortgage company. Correct. However, once you start getting up on the $75,000 mark of income, yeah, it's more beneficial to you tax-wise to set up either an LLC, well, not an LLC, a corporation, S-corporation, -corp. yeah. or an L if you started off as an LLC, then you ask the IRS to get treated as an S-corp, or you could convert your LLC to a corporation. So those that's... That's uh, bullet point number two of how, what type of entity do I set up? Right. If you already have a side hustle, exotic candies here, you know, they have multiple distribution channels. Um, if the company's already netting more, I would say about $50,000 or more in taxes makes more sense to have an S-Corp. Okay. You could have an LLC be treated as an S-Corp. Okay. The corporation, it could be treated as an S-Corp. Or as a C corp, okay. You know, I'm, I'm sure you guys seen the the rule or like TikTok, like oh, um, get a LLC and you have limited liability. Yes, yeah. you have limited liability, but you also want to have some limited liability from Uncle Sam. Correct. You want to so, make sure you're tax efficient within your business. Right. So then you and and just so that I can clarify here, an S corporation. Now we know that is better for, for example, my business, right? Mm -hmm. It's what I have. It's it's and and that's initially what it was recommended. So you have an S corporation, okay? For somebody that has a little more risk, for example, the truck driver, mm -hmm. you would recommend more an LLC, uh, LLC or corporation. I don't think a truck driver has any business out there operating okay. as a sole proprietorship. To be okay. quite honest, okay. And to be quite honest with you guys, um, when I pick up a client uh -huh. that's a sole proprietorship. I won't work with them unless they become a corporation LLC. Okay. Because I'm always going to be worrying about the risk associated with it. 
So with 2020 dawned the age of entrepreneurship, I feel like everybody got like a new rise. Everybody looked for that side hustle, like you mentioned earlier. So there was a lot of new businesses that came into the market, a lot of food businesses that came yeah. into the market. So I'll use that as my example, right? Let's say I'm, I'm Susie's candy, like candy and treats. Mm -hmm. I started my business five months ago. I definitely don't have $75,000 in uh, yeah. revenue or profit e yeah, and profit coming in yet. So would it even be beneficial for me to start with an LLC right off the bat? Correct. Yes. Versus a so prop. Um, and then that's that's the other thing where you have to identify, identify your side hustle. Is your mm -hmm. side hustle gonna be something that you're willing to write it out for the next two years, gotcha. maybe a year or eighteen months? If this is something that you like, you know what, I have a good stable job, I just need to try something out. Keep in mind the LLC and the corporation, there's an eight hundred dollar fee yes. to stay active in California. So if you're willing to invest $800 a year, great. You no longer have a side hustle. Now you have legitimate business. Gotcha. So that's, especially now, as you mentioned, um, 2020, everyone's doing something. Everyone has a side hustle, right? Um, only fans, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't know, see the integration. Why? Because they make a shitload of money. Okay. Y'all ladies heard? <laughs> hey, yo, I know we got a few <laughs> listeners on here who got only fans. John, I know you have one, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> John, only, only fans. No. Um, Listen to that. Take note. Here's now, the tell me why. why. Tell me. Tell me why. Tell me. I know why. Yeah. Tell you know our why. people why, bro. So, so here's why. If why? you have an OnlyFans, why do you need this? So when you sign up for your OnlyFans account, um, I never opened one, but I know the process of Ooh. opening one. Um, they're gonna ask you for a social security number or a EIN. Why? Because you're filling out a W nine. A W nine means that you're an independent contractor to this agency. Mm -hmm. At the end of the year, all the money that hits your bank account. Guess what? Now you have to pay taxes on that money. So there's a lot of people out there that make over six figures on that account. So now average, someone being single, no kids, um, no mortgage interest uh, to be able to take as a deduction, you're paying anywhere from twenty to $30,000 just in taxes. Mm -hmm. yeah. What happens here with these OnlyFans accounts? Well, maybe their mortgage is $8,000. They live in downtown LA, right? And they, don't, they go on vacation every other week. And they don't save any money for taxes. Then mid-January, they get something called a 1099. Ooh. Ooh. The 1099s. <laughs> uh. If you know, you know. So a 1099 pretty much just it's a record of all the money you made last year through the OnlyFans or through whatever gig you have, right? Now that 1099, you have to report it because Uncle Sam wants their cut. Oh, Uncle Sam says, give me, give me, give me, give me. So now that you have this 1099 and it's already the following year, right? Um, now you have to file something called Schedule C, which is the form where you file mm -hmm. your taxes. Mm -hmm. And here's how it goes down. 1099, line one. From there all the way to line 31, you could put expenses. So what are your expenses? Dining out, meeting with clients, merchandise, if you're selling merchandise, Um so it's meals, entertainment, merchandise, cost of goods sold if you're selling coffee, the bottle, the coffee, et cetera. And then all of that stuff needs to come down to the very last line, line 31. That's your earned income. That's your net, net profit. Yep. So now you're liable for those type of, those taxes, right? Yep. But as an OnlyFans, what can you write off? Maybe your laptop. Maybe Outfits, internet. camera gear. Internet, yeah. Yeah. So if you're making a hundred thousand, how much did you really invest? Maybe ten thousand dollars? Yep. Would Maybe they be so. able to write off rent? There is a way. Okay. I know and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, bro. I, okay, so before I say this, 
I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a CPA, y'all. And I, I do mortgage loans. You want to talk about home loans and first-time homebuyer, hit me up. But I don't do all this other stuff. But it's from what I've learned. And also some stuff I've seen on TikTok. I'm not going to lie, bro. <laughs> but, everybody's, TikTok, bro. but everybody's a pro on TikTok, dude. Everybody trying to... Bro, there's 15-year-olds trying to tell me how to do my job. They're Get out of here. Trying, trying to tell you all how right. to do your taxes. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, check this out. If you have a mortgage, okay... And you have an office in your house that you are using for your business. For my OnlyFans people, this could be your bedroom, technically. Okay? From what I know is your first drive of the day or your first commute of the day, you cannot write off. Okay? Right? Well, yes. It's a little bit more technical. Okay. But if you're using your house as an office to operate business, technically you can write off a portion of your mortgage, right? Correct. Oh, so you, so here's the thing, right? Most people say it's up to 25%. Well, are you really occupying 25% of the property? No. Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? Yeah. Is Uncle Sam really going to go check in how much you're actually occupying of the property? Who knows? Bro, I'm going to have my thongs all over the house. <laughs> so you do have, obviously, um, I do have a home office, which I write off 25%. Um, my, my company provides me a vehicle, which it gets written off hundred percent. Very nice. Um, I do go in a couple of trips every now and then business related. Yeah. Which my company pays for, mm -hmm. but I'm also enjoying it at the same time. Right. Of course. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I, I am able to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I do you. do some business in the way or I try to do some business in the way. Mm -hmm. So I'll document that into my Outlook calendar uh, just in case Uncle Sam tries to knock on my door a couple of years from now. Like, hey, here's why. Right. I drove down to uh, San Francisco this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, we stopped by. I met up with a big bank client. Had lunch with them. We met up for dinner Saturday. So I'm documenting all that stuff. When I came back, I got a couple calls, logged them in. Now my trip just became a business trip. So I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of benefits that you're listing out right now. Are these benefits that you can enjoy as a sole proprietorship? So the best way to do it is through an LLC or corporation. As a sole proprietorship, you're responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. Everything that happens in the business. And there's no separation from your personal life and your business. Mm -hmm. So everything flows through your personal taxes, your Schedule C, and you pay taxes based on that. On an LLC... It's a limited liability company. There's limited liability between you and the business. So what happens there? This is me. And then I have Memo & Co. Memo & Co., which is my brand, my company, they own all of my assets. In addition to that, they have all my liability as well. So today on paper, Memo & Co. doesn't own anything. At the same time, I don't have any liabilities. Because everything was being financed or it was purchased through my company. Mm -hmm. So my social security number, when they do a credit check, it shows zero debt. But if they pull my paydex score from my LLC, they're going to find some debt. They're going to find an SBA loan. They're going to find an auto loan and some other credit cards. So that's how I'm separating myself. Why? Because I want to get ready to buy one, two, or three, I don't know how many, investment properties this next couple of years. So as you know, Rico, my debt to income ratio right now is zero. Bro, Cash you're flow. the kind of clients I want. Cash flow, right? So all the debt stays in the business. Yeah. And as long as the business is able to sustain its debt on its own, I'm not liable for it. So that's one of the benefits of a limited liability company. Same thing on the corporation. 
Now, when it comes down to taxes, the LLC could be taxed four different ways. The most common ones when you start off is as a sole proprietorship, right? You just file Schedule C. You could also get taxed as a partnership if you have two or more individuals. So whatever profits came into the LLC, 50000 all right, you guys take 25 apiece, then you guys pay your taxes separately. That's where your K-1s would come in, right? K-1. Right. Or 1099 each. Right. The LLC will not pay any taxes. Now, it could also be taxed as an S-Corp. As an S-Corp, you must put yourself on a discretionary salary. What's a discretionary, discretionary salary? It all depends on the industry. It depends on how many years you've been in business. There's, so there's a lot of things that go into effect. So if I have two or three other businesses and I choose to get paid $1,000 from each business, but the company's netting $30,000 at the end of the year, I pull a K-1. Downside of the K-1, when it comes down to mortgage, sometimes they don't count that as income. Uh, it depends. You can use either or, W-2 or K-1, whatever it is, whatever way you're getting paid. And then depending on what it is, the percentage that you own, if you're using, if you, if you, if you own hundred percent of the company and on the K1, it shows that you are the 100% owner of the company, you don't have any partners, then you yeah. can definitely use, use the K1, yeah, K1 income. So and see, that's one of the downsides as well, right? You want to get strategic with your taxes, then you're going to lose purchasing power because the K1 will not always be considered as income. Or if you have a K1 one year, $10,000 in the following year, $80,000 is inconsistent. So the... The mortgage company is going to ask more questions like what happened here? Oh, we got hit through the pandemic. Oh, well, we picked up this huge contract. Well, is, it, is that contract sustainable? Maybe. Who knows? So those are some of the benefits of how to properly structure your LLC. And that's when it goes into the ES Corp or C Corp space. C Corp, they're not that common, especially within small business. A C Corp is more for a public traded company. Or if you're like a crowdfunding type of company where you want to raise capital for the business, then at that point you go through C Corp. The and that's the four ways you could get taxed as an LLC. Y'all y'all listening to this? I swear, man, dude, bro, people pay for this kind of information. They do. Like, I want you guys to <laughs> I want you guys to really soak this episode in because we're getting a lot of oh, a lot of really great info. Shoot, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot that I'm gonna be able to apply to my business. You know what I mean? To to doing mortgages. Like it, it, that's insane, bro. I and think keep in mind this is very high level conversation. That's what I was where I was heading to too. You know, guys, look, every every business is different. Maybe for example, exotic candies, you need a specific way of of doing business. Maybe um, I don't know, Casa Azul, uh, you need a, you you have a different way of doing business or a different needs. Uh, a gym is yeah. gonna have different way of of uh, of needing to set up their business. But at the end of the day, I think what it is is having someone like Memo, having someone like him that. That is going to game you up in these areas. Because, again, guys, we're good at one thing. We're good at whatever it is, the business that we're in. But these are the things that, I mean, a lot of us don't really pay attention to. Shoot, I remember my first year getting taxed as a mortgage loan originator. Lord, yeah. bro. Uncle like, Sam. I'm going to go back to my 9 to 5. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, <laughs> I definitely, get bro. I get a 401k. I get, I get sick time. <laughs> <laughs> Esto de negocios no es para todos, bro. It's a, oh, you got to be a little crazy to be in business, bro. I always say it, bro. You got to be a little you. a little cuckoo up in the in the head, bro. Um, But I got a rude awakening, too, man, when I started in business, you know, and also when I was doing the social media stuff, when I was getting, then I get 1099s, I'm like, what the hell? For what? I can get taxed for a video? What? Yeah, wait, I can get taxed for doing a video? Oh, shit. Hold up. I didn't know I had to save that money. I blew it on dumb shit. So, again, I think it's always, a, I think these are the, uh, 
more important conversations that need to be had between business people. Correct. And uh, I see a lot of value, bro, in what you what you do for business owners. I see a lot of value because I also I heard down the grapevine too, bro. You do a, a business acquisition. Um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, so, um, like yes. reviews, right? For business acqu- acquisitions. Correct. So let's say you're in the process of buying or selling a business. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do a business evaluation if you're the seller or the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, um, we do that often, but at a smaller scale. I okay. ultimately want to become a broker. Okay. Because I get to double dip. Of course, of course. So commissions, that's about 10% of the deal. Right. Um, but if you're in the process of wanting to buy a business, um, we do an analysis of what the what the asking price is and the true value of the business. Then I feel that Sometimes there's no real value in the business. There's just potential. Right. And especially now that the pandemic, like, well, what are you mm-hmm. selling me? A outside patio that you just mm-hmm. set up. Yeah. You have no traffic. Yeah. Oh, well, the pandemic is going to be over. Well, now you're selling me potential. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what your financials look like today. So we're, we're that second pair of eyes. And if you have a gut feeling like, I don't know if this is a good deal or it's a bad deal, but to be quite honest, plenty of time, they just call us because they just want us to close the deal for them. Because they fell in love with the business. Yeah. But by falling in love with the business, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Falling in love costs you a lot of money. We all know that. Come and on. that's where I come in. I slap them around. I'm like, hey, wake up. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. Why? Because A, B, C, and D, right? Yeah. Now, like, hey, like, it's too good to be true. Like, yeah. there's something missing. Yeah. And there was recently a business acquisition that we were exploring and since the beginning. And I was like, this is too good to be true. And the partners, um, we were able to raise a good amount of money between a couple of guys, and we were ready. In fact, one of the one of our partners was ready to wire some money on a Friday, and by Monday we get hit with the news that it was too good to be true. Wow! It was wow. a real it was a really good deal. Company grows about four point five million. Holy shit! Net nine hundred thousand. Wow. We're gonna take over forty nine percent of the company for about three hundred fifty thousand. Wow! So I was like, yeah. So recently, we've been dealing a lot with SBA loans yeah. and assistance program. So I was like, I know for a fact that you can't just walk into a bank and get an SBA loan. They want to know your blood type. Yeah. If you think mortgage <laughs> loans or home loans are complicated, no, I know about SBA loans. SBA loans, bro. loans bro, you need your business needs to be in a unicorn. Yeah, and they need to know you need to wear the right color underwear. You have to wear one sock high, one sock low. You got to walk in backwards and do a half turn before you, you sit to down. You pray the... to every santo every morning. Yeah, <laughs> no, SBA I know. Says yes. S- yeah, SBA is tough. Well, I think through COVID, they kind of lax their... Well, those their... are not real loans, actually. Oh, okay. We'll go into that <laughs> next, bro. But let's focus on the on this right now. Yeah. Well, that, that's another thing I want to talk about. But um, Yeah, so yeah, that's that's one of the things where we do, the business acquisition. Um, I, I was excited. All, all of the our partners, we were excited to go into this deal. Like, yeah, like we're going to split about 400000 a year. I'm in. Gotcha. And where our contribution was going to be three hundred fifty thousand only. Yeah. So you touched on two points right there that I want to. That one one of the main reasons why I want to have this conversation with you. You said partnerships and you said acquisitions. So every business has their own set of, I guess, perks and benefits. One of the benefits in your business as a business consultant is that you get to meet a lot of different individuals, and that opens the opportunity for partnerships, right? 
you get to be you get to analyze their business you get to vet them and sometimes there are, there's even investment opportunities for you to you to come in and be a strategic partner in different avenues so whenever you're looking to vet businesses what do you look for in order for you to say okay this is a business that i could personally invest whatever time asset or i guess skill you want to invest into it i have to believe in the product and in the people behind it gotcha if you're being spread very thin in the business or you have multiple projects, I know that I'm risking my money because you're not dedicated to your business or that other business or this new business. So if you're going to come in to this party, I want you to have some sweat equity in it, not just be a driver, not just throw some money. I see what happens. Um, that's usually my job to find people that just want to throw money at it. But if you're presenting a business idea to me and I feel it's a good idea, I want to make sure that you're sold on that idea. I don't want to convince you to jump into that business. But if you sold me on the idea and I see that you're very passionate about that, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do everything I can. If it's capital, if it's mentorship, if it's guidance, I'm going to help you. I need to like the business. Now, the other thing that... um has to be it has to be all over social media to be quite honest because <laughs> nowadays we're attracted by visuals so like a social presence correct and, and that's that's a pretty uh, how if, if you were to rate that one to ten in terms of an important factor where would you rate it nowadays uh the marketing um it has to be key to every business especially okay. in a pandemic um through social media we're able to reach more audience versus doing direct mailers or presenting the idea to multiple people so that itself, it needs to be something that's going to be easy to be marketed through our social media. Nowadays, everyone could create a food page and it's going to blow up, right? Because mm -hmm. we eat with our eyes first. Um, so it needs to be able to go hand in hand with what I believe, that you believe, and the product speaks for itself. Gotcha. So those are what I'm looking for. And obviously, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that it makes money. Mm -hmm. If it's not making any money or if I don't feel that I'm going to get my return within reasonable time um i'm out what is a reasonable time by the third year gotcha but some businesses make money they won my business when i first started back in 2012 made money day one because i had no overhead and today i have no overhead it's very minimal our profit margin in my business is about 85 percent. i have two guys in my team right now both these guys have an mba they're way Ooh. smarter than me wow you know, one of them. Um, and I want to push them, or at least one of them is interested to get a CPA designation. Arias. Ah, no shit. Wow. Oh, my goodness, bro. You got a solid. Beautiful. They handle the dirty work for me, which I'm very blessed that they're willing to work with me. It allows me to go out and shake hands, kiss babies, you know? Mm -hmm. They do all the admin work behind it, and they get paid on the project basis. Guys, you guys uh, you guys got to work with this team, man. If you guys... Yeah, you're getting... I feel like you... you again, bro, I think I think uh, because of the people that have vetted your company and vetted you and as a person... Um, and I mean, again, I've known you for, for that, that time and just the information that you're sharing right now is insane, bro. Like we don't think about this shit, man. We don't, we so don't fucking think about this. We're Business having, owners. Yeah. We're having, listen, <laughs> right. I'm honest. Listen, like we're having this conversation January. Help me. Yeah. I'll help you during this year. Yeah. I can unwind what you did last yeah. year. We're a little bit late. If anything, the best thing you could do is open up an IRA. Yeah. That's about it because you have to April 15 to open one. But other than that, there's not much we could do. So the real. The max is six grand, right? 
I believe so. Yeah, six yeah. grand this year. Max or 6,500 if you're over 50 some. There you go. You see what I mean? This guy knows the information, man. You got. You have to have somebody, even if it's not Memo, just do me a favor, business owners. If you're, if you're local to Ventura County, yes, re yeah. reach out. But but please, you got to get this information because these are the things that bite us in the fucking ass. And I've seen people lose their business because they don't, they don't plan their finances correctly. Like, don't don't lose out on your business's full potential because you're just not managing your money correctly. Like it's insane, man. It's insane. How big of a, of a difference for your, your, even your income, like how big of a difference for your income doing something like this will make, you know what I mean? I share an example here. Um, obviously how many deals have you lost because of sloppy financials? Oh, bro. All the time, right? All the, I lose them all the time. Yeah, because I look at I look at financials and I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I know you're making. I know. And I tell, I tell, bro, I I know this painter, bro. I know a painter. I'm not, I can't say names, bro, but I know a painter. This fool paints houses. He makes bank. I know this because this fool fucking did work for, for one of my clients. He comes to me, shows me his taxes. I'm like, bro, really? You make minimum wage? Like, come on, player. Like. Oh wait, hold on. It's because I have a lot of cash. Yeah, I'm like, dude. <laughs> you realize that if you go with a, if you go with a, with a, a business consultant, like they can, they can walk you through this, man, to do it the right way. Like, what do you want me to do with peanuts, bro? Yeah. Like, I know you got the money. I saw your bank account. I know what you make. Like, but you're only report. Like, man, like guys, business owners, please, please, please listen. Like, it, it's, it's. You just gotta start. You gotta. Don't think about so much about the, the. Uh, don't think so much about the expense. Think more about the benefit that it's going to bring you. Yes, maybe it's going to cost again, like like the, my mentors tell me, a good CPA or a good business planner is going to cost you fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a year, but they're going to save you two hundred thousand dollars a year in the long run. So Let, let's talk about about a smaller scale, right? CPAs, yes, big companies, but a business consultant, a good tax preparer here in the area. Uh huh. Um, if you're making a hundred thousand, this guy's charging you five thousand to ten thousand dollars to consult with you throughout the year. Yeah. But he's gonna be able to save you thirty thousand dollars a year just in taxes. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good investment. That's a great investment. And keep in mind, most um business owners were the last person they want to talk to, right? Yeah. Because they like to overspend, but at the end of the year, they don't have that money reserved. Mm -hmm. And our job when we consult on the monthly basis, um, I'm pulling numbers. Numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. Where's the money? Where's that? There's a miscellaneous expense here of $5,000. Where did it go? Oh, you see, we went, well, don't you have a fixed salary? We talked about this. Yeah. Now those $5,000 that you spent are going to count as income to you. And it's going to go into your tax bracket. It might move you to the next tax bracket if you continue to do the same thing. Yep. And the planning, you, I can't guarantee you results in 90 days. 60, um, uh, six months. It takes about a year. Yeah. In order for you to see the benefit, it really takes about a year. That's why it's so important to do it at an early start. Yeah. Most of my contracts with my clients, I want 18 months of your commitment. Gotcha. Yeah. You can fire me whenever you want. But I need you to be committed to me for at least 18 months. So yeah. you can really see the type of work mm -hmm. that I could I could do for you. Um, if they don't, they choose not to, they only want to consult for three months, great. We'll do what they want. And we work with everyone's budget, right? right. Um, so I need minimum 18 months so you can really see what we could do for your business well because you do again bro you do i feel like uh i feel like i sound like a broken record right now <laughs> because you do no it's because you do bring you do um people in your industry and the, do what you do for a living bro i feel like you guys do bring a lot of value mm -hmm. um again you help people put their finances together you teach people how they're supposed to pay themselves what they're supposed to pay what you can write off what you can't write off like little things like that 
Um, so I think it's really important. Uh, it, it's it's one of the things that I feel like we should take care of when we first get in business. Yes. But a lot of times I feel it's the last thing that we pay attention to. You know what's another of the last things that people pay attention to? Contracts in business. Yeah. I feel like it's almost as much as a taboo as it is with like taxes. You know, it's something that people kind of try to ignore. They try to push it towards the back and then handle it at the very end. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a recurring thing is contracts. People don't establish contracts early in their business. Uh, Memo, can you tell me why that's important to establish contracts in the beginning? So you want to make sure if I'm hiring a media agency, right? Mm -hmm. I want to make sure they deliver on their promise. But if they just want to shake your hand and say, hey, let's let's shake on it. Gentlemen. Yeah, um, a lot of my deals happen that way, mm -hmm. but I'm also at risk that something can go wrong. Gotcha. Right. Um, I've seen and here locally uh, happens a lot in the food industry where they're over promise and under deliver. So if there's no contract involved. One of the videos goes viral. Um, it gets picked up by a major brand. Mm -hmm. They want to put that video on their major brand. Someone nowadays can monetize all of that. Mm -hmm. Who is it going to be? The person that shot the video? The person in the video or the business? Mm. Technically, I know that one. The person that shot the video owns the video. If, if there's no contract, if there's no contract. Oh, oh I, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss that with Food Beast. Then. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so if that's the case, right. So it's important. So if my business is going to show up in, I don't know, in a Jarritos commercial, yeah. for example, right? And Jarritos is going to start rolling out that video. I want my business to get credit for it because you shot my video. Now, if I hire you as a paid actor, if I hire you as a content creator, you're creating the content for me. I own the rights to that content. But now if I'm paying for all of that and I want, if I want to get it rolled out in your platform, then yeah, I could sign over the rights to you because you, I'm utilizing your platform to disperse that video. Yep. I wish more business owners would pay attention to that because I would run into that issue too. When I got gamed up on that stuff, that's when I was like, well, I can make you a video, but it's for you to post. Yeah. If you want me to post it, then I own the rights. I own the rights to it. No, but I paid for the video. Again, I'm giving you the video. And I'm then that's where the, the contract comes into play. Like, what yeah. do you want me to do with this video? Mm -hmm. Oh, I just want you to shoot it. Great. Here it is. Oh, I want you to shoot it. I want you to, and oh, you also want me to distribute it? Great, I'll do that through my platform. Now, and there should also be that yeah. um, that additional clause where it says, if it goes viral and we start monetizing, what are the percentages? Yep. So it's tricky. I don't mess with that, yeah. but uh, my mentor does. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. So I know the ins and outs of it, and that's why it's very important for those type of contracts because it already happened once here locally. And do you, do you help people with um, establishing those contracts? Yeah. Okay. So now you guys know if you want to reach out, yeah, you can of reach course. out. Definitely. Shit, man. There's, there's just, oh man. Many different avenues we could take yeah, this conversation. So many, I'm, I'm, t I'm telling you, well, this conversation can go in so many different directions because you do, you do a, a very, uh, you, you work with a very pivotal part of business, bro. It's not just about bringing the sales in. It's like, okay, we got to worry about contracts. We got to board. I guess all the, I don't mean to diss your business, no, but I don't mean my the boring part. My business is not exciting at all. <laughs> you you <laughs> you do the boring part, but thanks to it's kind of like the like a house and its foundation. Mm -hmm. In a sense, you're the foundation, Correct. and we build on top of that foundation, right? Yes. It's like it's like you're you're the foundation. You're you're the the concrete foundation, and then the bones is the product, and then uh, the roof of the house is gonna be whatever it is we're doing to try to get it out there, right? But what needs to be solid at all times is your contracts, your financials, the way that you have your taxes set up. Yeah. That needs to be solid 
all the time. In addition to that, it's how do how do you protect your brand? No, um, as a content creator, there might be copyrights. As a brand, there might be a trademark. Who knows? Yeah. You know. So there's a lot of things that you could do nowadays to be able to monetize. Off. Do you help with trademarks? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go I'm gonna just go like like a well, speed round right here. I want to know what you do and what you don't do. Got it. So you help with trademarks? Yes. Okay, you help with contracts. Contracts. Do you help people set up LLCs? Correct. Do you help people set up S corps? Yes. Corporations. Yes. All that. So you basically do all that portion. Mm-hmm. You also help people analyze businesses before they buy or if they're selling. Or they're selling. Correct. One stop shop. That's the God. idea. Hell yeah, bro! An elite business boutique agency. An elite business boutique agency. Hey, so tell me, man, what is the favorite part of what you do? You obviously do a lot of different things, but what is the part that like you yourself, you look at yourself and it, it, I guess it brings fulfillment to you. Yeah. Like, what do you really enjoy in your business? The success of the business, the success of my client's business. Um, For those of you guys that are not watching the video right now, he just had the biggest smile when he said that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's genuine. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely my, I feel that I made it. Mm-hmm. I deliver on my promise. Um, last year, it's like a year ago right now. We closed um, on a business. Um, we acquired a, a business and, and the building. Mm-hmm. So they bought the business and the building and an alcohol license. So this family uh, was used to doing shitty loans, hard money loans, oh, because wow. that's what they thought they could afford. And I met them at the bank. And I was like, wait, you have a really good business, but why are you like spending so much money here? So it took me about two years. To work with them indirectly because I was still at the bank. <laughs> so when I um, left the bank, we started looking for properties and in the industry that they wanted to go into. Um, finally, I think about two years and a half later or a year and a half later, we found the property that they wanted. Right. Um, I did all the paperwork, submitted all the paperwork, got in contact with the right lender, and we did an SBA loan. Very nice. Um, 10% down. 40% financed by the bank, 50% by SBA. Pandemic oh, hit. I was able to get them a payment deferral for, well, SBA did a payment deferral for six months. Wow. So interest rate, 3.25. On an SBA? Oh, fuck. So bro. documents closed, everything got approved, done deal. They're happy campers. Holy yeah. shit, bro. And then pandemic hit. All right, we're applying for every program out there. Because you just depleted most of your funds. Yeah. They're like, no, it's only going to take about three months. We're going to be back in business. A year later. A year later, here we are. They have generated zero dollars from a year ago. Yeah. And they had three businesses uh, related. And they own the the real estate of the business as well. So them trusting me with their baby, with their project. I haven't made any money off them Mm -hmm. um, through this whole pandemic stuff. But I'm there with them. We're there, and they have referred me to so many clients because I'm doing the right thing for them. So when I get that referral, when I get that call, because this guy knows his shit, give him a call. He's going to help you. At that point, I'm like, I made it because I'm living their success through their business. So you guys, you, uh, man, you hit hit something very important. I got the chills when you say that, bro, because I think in business, especially in the roles that both of us play, um, we have to be very honest with people. We have to be yeah. very honest with people because there's a lot of shitty people in business, man. Oh, man. There's so many shitty people in business in my industry, in your industry. There's so many people that want to take advantage of people. And that that pisses me off. Yeah. 
So to to hear that you're doing this kind of stuff, bro, I got a lot of respect for you, bro. I already respected you as a as a man, as a professional, but my level of respect for you goes higher now, bro, because of just hearing how you get. It's like you could see the genuine. Yeah. Like it's genuinely what makes you happy. Seeing the success of business and. I mean, if you're not charging for your service for this family, because you understand as well. I mean, if it's a business, you, hey, we're not making money, but you're still there with them. It's like, no, you're truly invested in them, and that's a that's that's huge, bro. That speaks volumes of of you, man. And and honestly, bro, like, if I had a hat on right now, I'd take it off, bro, because that's really dope. That's really dope that you do that, man, and um, that you think that, that, that way. That piece of the industry, right? Um, it pays very well at the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, when everyone says like, oh, I don't do it for the money, I do it for the pleasure, bullshit. We do it because we make good money, but you also have to believe in it. So yeah. it doesn't feel like you're going to work. You know, this is what I was born to do. Yeah. My mom, she was a hustler. She passed away when I was two. So I, I feel that I picked up all her genes. Yeah. So now that I'm a, I'm a businessman and I can relate a lot to my business clients, I know the struggle because I was yeah. able to identify with them. And at the end of the day, if it's not making money, why am I, why am I in it, right? If it but don't I make money, it don't what make I do. sense. So yeah. that's why I don't feel that I'm working. And I feel I you, bro. That. I feel you on that, bro, because I feel the same way. I pays fact- well. We're doing something good for the community, and the SBA programs and everything that happened, payroll protection program, and all these other loans. My agency, we were able to fund over five million dollars. Wow! For our business owners. Wow! And there's the second round still. I w- I haven't kept track of how much we're getting the clients during the second round, but as of December. Did the math? We were able to fund over five million dollars in SBA loans for our business clients. Wow, that's amazing, bro! You're Pretty really out there. Business. Yeah, no, you're really out there, bro. You're really out there. Yeah. Like Rico said, it's it's a lot of people say this might be the most more boring part of the business because they don't understand numbers. They're they're not analytical people. But I really appreciate you and what you're doing and. Possibly what you're going to do for me and Rico, because we actually need one of those services, bro. We need yeah, to trademark this do. damn name. I might cut that out, actually, for anyone that heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to set up the business license for this as well, man. So we're definitely going to be hitting you up for that service. I'm available, guys, whatever you guys need. Definitely, bro. So, my brother, I wish we could we could continue going on and on with this conversation, bro, because I feel like there's just so much. So I'm going to have to have you commit on here. To being back on the show, bro. Gotta be back, bro. So I, I, you're committing though, because this is going live, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in <laughs> you it. said let's, it, bro. Let's, let's make it happen. We definitely have to have you back. We definitely have to have you back because I know there's so many questions that I have, bro. But at the same time, we try to keep it for our. Uh, you know, we we know that our entrepreneurs are busy. We know that they're you know out there doing their thing. We have a lot of. Uh, listeners that are out there working hard, making things happen. So we try to keep this at about 45 minutes to an hour max. My brother, for the people that that want to find you. You bring so much value, bro. But for the people that want to find you, uh, this is this is the part of the show, bro, where you get to you get to flex, bro. Flex your muscle a little bit. Where can we find you? How can we get in contact with you? What's up? So it's mainly Instagram. You can find me at uh, Memo and Co. It's M three M O A N D C O. That's my Instagram page. Um, direct number eight zero five six twenty five forty two seventy seven. Email Guillermo at Memo and Co. M three M O A N D C O dot com. There we go. There we go. My brother, leave us with something. What if, if you could tell yourself anything, go back to that situation, put yourself back in the shoes that you were in when you started working at the bank again. You said some life events happened. You started working at the bank again. If you could talk to that, that memo, what advice would you give memo today? I, I feel that at that point, I was very strategic. I was a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from the wealth management planning field as well. So um, that was 
that was my theme back then. Everything has to be planned out. Right. My relationship was planned out. My wedding was planned out. Having kids was planned out. Um, buying a house was planned out. None of that happened. Yeah. So then after that, I was like, I just have to do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of business owners have this brilliant idea. And Charles was one of them, you know? Um, Shout out, Charles. Yeah. Um, he was like, well, this is what I want to do. But I just know how I'm like, look, just do it. Just start yeah. somewhere. People yeah. are going to follow you. People are going to go after you. Yep. So in reality here is like, what do you got to lose? Just fucking do it. It's that simple. That's why Nike's slogan is so powerful. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to fail plenty of times. That's okay. Um, I could easily say I fell on my ass multiple times, um, but I was able to get up from each one of them. You know? And for me, my, my drive to that is the immigrants, yeah. immigrant business owners. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, if they're able to do it, Without a status, shit, what's my excuse? So that's, to me, like, if they're able to do it, if our field workers are making a living, if, you know, a multi-million dollar business that pays over $600,000 in taxes, the two business owners don't even have a status. Fuck. What's your excuse? They deserve a status. Yeah. If you're paying $600,000 in taxes, yeah, you deserve a status. So that's my drive. That's why I do what I do, and that's why I tend to work within my people. Bro, what a way to finish it off, man! That God was that, damn, that was bro. that was an outro. I was wow. getting chills over here just listening to that. Same here, bro. God damn, bro! I'm gonna get back to work. Lord, my brother, memo, my man. I truly want to, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, bro. I can say that I speak for the group here at Millennial Mindset, bro. We truly appreciate your time, bro, because I know that uh, your time is very valuable. Um, we truly appreciate that you came here. You you shared your game with us. I'm excited to have you back on the show, bro, because there's so much more that we could talk about. But wow, bro. Wow. You you left us with a lot of great information. My man, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the invitation, guys. Thank you. Hell yeah. With that being said, mi gente, make sure you guys like, you share, you listen. And if you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram at Millennial Mindset.